Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com slash 365 and get on your way to being your best self. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when both people put in the work to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all of your relationships, whether with friends, work, your significant other, or anyone else. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit BetterHelp.com slash 365 today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash 365. BetterHelp.com. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. We've had Graham Coffey on this show a handful of times. Baylor and Georgia met back in 2019 in the Big 12 championship game. He also covers college football. We've had him on for analysis on Georgia. And when the story came out about the Big 12, Big 10, ACC, and also the the SEC with how the 12 teams would be fit, what are the automatic qualifiers, et cetera, Graham uh, said that, well, I'll let him explain. Graham, what do you think and how should the – First year of the 12 teams be broken down. They are going to have four conference champions and seeded one through four, the four highest rated conference champions. Yeah, so my, my general opinion on, on all of these scenarios with the college football playoff is that the, the best thing for the sport, the best thing for everybody is that we get the 12 best teams to play each other every year. Uh, my concern with the the model that they have set up for 2024 and 2025 where the, the top four seeds and uh, buys go to the top four ranked conference champions is just that I think it does bring a, an element of disorder into the system and then you have a potential for maybe some tanking or, or somewhere along the way. Like If you have a team that's a, a top four conference champion that maybe is a three or four loss team, like I think, you know, you're you're going to look around and there's going to be somebody out there that's like, hey, I really, really want that, that eight seed. So if I win my first round game and I get to play a home game, by the way, as an added bonus, uh, I get to go play, you know, this, this four-loss champion from, from wherever, you know. Um, so I think when I say these things, people think that it's a, you know, it's a, an anti uh Big 12 anti-ACC sort of thing. But really what I think is that there's no sense in having seeding if the seeding is done out of order by which team is best. 
Graham, uh, yeah, I mean, and, and to your point, like that would that would kind of be opposite of what they do in the NCAA tournament, right? And in, in the basketball tournament, you get a one seed because you're a one seed. You don't get a one seed because you won the conference title because quite often that that may not have actually happened, uh, you know, especially right. when it comes to the, the tournament. So, yeah, I, I could see where it's upside down. So what would you propose to make sure that it's, in, it's still inclusive and it's not just an SEC Big Ten party? Yeah, I, I think that conference champions – you know, should earn that right, especially in football. You know, we're not talking about a week long tournament like like in basketball. Like you're you're talking about a season long sample set. So, win your conference title and hats off to you. And especially now that we've we've reached this era of realignment where divisions have been basically eliminated from all these conferences. There's there's not a concern really of like a a four loss Pittsburgh team winning an ACC championship like we had a couple years ago. Like your first and second team that are playing for a conference title, then that's great. Like, I, I think that, you know, if, if somebody comes through that, give them a bid. But if they're the 12th best team, then they're the 12th best team. You know, just because just you're the, the SEC champion doesn't mean that, you know, you're not the sixth best team in the country. Because we've seen that happen before, too. We've seen upsets happen, you know, in the, in the SEC title game. Uh, so, I mean, I think people think that this is talking about ACC Big 12 where, you know, maybe there's there's more potential for a, a lesser team to sneak up. But I, I think you can still have a, a second-place SEC winner who is not deserving of a, a top-four seed. And I also think that this brings into play a scenario where I don't know that it's not a better deal if you are an SEC team to maybe be that third-place team and avoid having to deal with that conference championship game. And getting an extra week of rest and then going and playing a, a home game is not a bad situation instead of going and facing, say, Georgia and getting beat up by those guys before you got to go play a, a three-week playoff. Graham, uh, don't worry about any backlash here. I, I want the honest feelings. Uh, if it was up to you, and let's say most Georgia fans, so it's not just all on you, but would you prefer a future where it is just an all- Big Ten SEC Invitational, the whole NFL light thing that you know has been widely debated. Just knowing the passion and the and the the fan base the way you do, would Georgia fans and yourself sign up for that over what's being proposed, or do you like the inclusion of others at this point? Kind of where do you sit on the fence but, with that? Yeah, no, I, I think Georgia fans and, and especially uh, yeah, speaking for myself, like people love college football because it's college football. Right, like if I want to go watch the NFL, I know where to find that product on Sunday afternoon. But I like college football because there is this this regional scope, and uh, within that regionality comes a lot of interesting traditions and figures and fan bases, and it, that is the color of the sport. I don't, we don't need another thirty team professional league. What what we want is really what we already had. Like I personally would, you know, prefer to be a, a playoff system that, you know, I mean, I don't know that 12 teams is the best way to crown a, a champion. If it, if it gets more teams into the playoff and creates more fan interest throughout the entirety of the season, then I think that's a good thing for, for everybody. And it's certainly a good thing for people like you and me that do what we do. But I am not a believer in this idea of like, oh, just because they've been in SEC has signed a bunch of big contracts that we need to cut them off from, you know, the rest of the body. Like, 
you guys have watched enough college football seasons like I have. Like, you've seen Baylor, uh, you know, come up and, and have innov- – like, there's innovations that happen in this sport all the time that give teams an advantage. We've seen West Virginia come a game away from playing for a national title. None of those teams were undeserving of being in those situations. So the, the idea that we're all of a sudden going to say that, that basically because of TV money – all these other teams are now eliminated from contention for forever is that would be a travesty and it would ruin the sport forever. in my opinion. With Texas and OU moving to the SEC, do you believe that a big 12 champion, if they run the table this year, no matter who it might be, if they were to run the table this year is worthy of being seated ahead of whoever wins the SEC? Uh, I mean, how many losses does the SEC champion have in this scenario? Uh, okay, uh, let's say someone goes, well, I don't even know, 12-1? and one? I think I would still probably like give, give the nod to the SEC teams, depending on what their schedule looks like. But, you know, I think, uh, I think a Big 12 team that runs the table is still a very, very impressive candidate. You know, like I, I think that that team is, still worthy of being considered in national title contention. I'm not sure that I would at this moment say, you know, the, the gauntlet that they've run is the same as maybe a, a 12 and one SEC team. Like, like look at Georgia's schedule this year, to be fair, you know, like I, I think Georgia could, could go 10 and two in the regular season and still be the best team in the country. You know, like, like I could, I could come to that belief depending on how it all plays out and injury luck and all of those things. Graham, uh, the SEC, you know, right now still going to be in the A-game conference schedule. Eventually they will go to nine. In your opinion, when they go to nine, what game is sacrificed in in the value of that nine? Is it that uh, that dummy game the second to last week of the season, or is it something else? I think it will be SoCon Saturday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I hope so, certainly, for quality of product and – Man, it's it's tough to get excited about covering that game when you know you're you're that far into the season and uh, we've already seen some good conference play happen. So that that would be great. Uh, what I don't want to happen is like you know Georgia and Clemson, for example. They've they've had a they had a really great rivalry throughout the '70s and the '80s, and it kind of was dormant for a while. And and they've they started playing each other more and more. They'll open this year against each other. They've got more games scheduled out over the next eight to ten years. Same with Georgia and Florida State. Um, those games need to be played, like especially those games that they might not be in conference games yet, I guess, uh, but they they are like regional games that have history behind them. I, I'm a fan of, of more of those types of games, especially when they're played on campus. Graham, did the results of this past season and Georgia finishing where they finished outside of the playoff sway uh, folks, you think, who were maybe sitting in the middle on the idea of expansion? Did it did it push them in the direction of, of bigger groups, or is this kind of an outlier, you think, that doesn't really tell the full tale for a, a team like Georgia in a 14 playoff? No, I think I think it definitely – there was definitely a shift in the Georgia fan base, um, you know, just, just within our own forum community on, on – you know, my website, like I, I saw a lot of people kind of go from thinking this 12 team playoff is too many games and there's, there's going to be too much wear and tear on college players and that 
you know, it's just it's excessive because there's not 12 teams every year that are that are really worthy of winning a national title to saying, hey, at least we're never gonna go 12 and 0 and you know lose a SEC championship game by three points and then not have a chance to play for it all again. Like, I, I think that you know people have kind of come around on that while still probably also admitting that they they think there's you know a, an issue with asking kids that hopefully have professional football careers ahead of them to play potentially a 17-game season. I think that bothers a lot of people. Graham, um, should what happened last year, the last 10 years, the last 20 years, or tradition and history have anything to do with how the college football playoff is set when it comes to the 12 teams or more? Do you mean in terms of, like, who, who gets automatic bids and all of that good stuff? Yeah, yeah. Uh, or yeah. just, uh, okay, well, Georgia, they're on a great run. Uh, Alabama, uh, that are teams that have been really good. But before Georgia got really, really good, they were kind of flailing. Clemson got really, really good. Before that, they were good and bad. or Not bad, but you know what I mean. Should any sure. of that matter when they go to pick the 12 teams to play in the 2024 college football playoff? No, not at all. I mean, this sport is incredibly cyclical, to your point. And, uh, I mean, I saw the the report that, that Ross Dellum here put out yesterday and, and other people kind of followed his reporting talking about, hey, now they want to push it to 14 teams and they want to have, you know, maybe as many as 12 of those 14 did be automatic qualifiers and, and all of that stuff. And it's like, that's just, that's crazy. Like, let's, you know, let's make the conference championship games mean something. I'm okay with that. Or get rid of them entirely. But, you know, you can't have it both ways, I guess. Um, I, I just – I don't like the idea of overly structuring this thing. Um, what makes the NCAA tournament fun is that the, the conference championship week before it comes with a lot of drama, right? And, like, the, the thing about college football is it's always had the best regular season in sports. The best ever. You know, it's, it's every week is an elimination game of sorts. And so, you know, if there is a year where – we have two really, really good group of five teams, then let's have two really, really good group of five teams. And maybe there's a 10 seed and 12 seed, but at least they're in the dance. I mean, like, I, I saw TCU beat Michigan, okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I watched them lose by 58 to Georgia with my own eyes a week later, but, like, you can't act like one of those, only one of those things happened, you know? People have used that national title game as an argument against including all these other leagues or, you know, potential teams. And it's like, no, I mean, they, they won in a one game scenario and that, that matters. And I can promise you it matters for their fans. Like, so the idea that all that matters is the winner. And, you know, if you don't get there, then everything else was discounted. That's crazy to me. There, there has to be space for weird stuff to happen. Cause that's what the sport has been for, a century or more is a really weird thing where, you know, these little microwave excitements kind of pop up all over the country. And sometimes it's a great coach. Sometimes it's a, a new offense. Sometimes it's a transcendent quarterback. But, you know, the idea that this portal and this NIL and all this thing, that, that's all going to shift at some point here. So planning out a playoff for decades in the future, like like everything that's happening in this moment is, is going to continue happening. Uh, it seems very short-sighted to me. Last thing, uh, of the 12-team playoff, they're looking at the automatic qualifiers. They have the four conference champions, the highest rank will get seeded one through four. 
Of the 12 teams, should that be predetermined on how many are automatic qualifiers for any conference other than the four conference champions? Or actually five. I don't think so. Five, too. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, you know, I, as you know, like, I think, the, you know, the four conference champions should be guaranteed a bid. I don't even think they should get those, those top four seeds. But beyond that, let's just sit down and decide who the best teams in the country are, right? Like, Yes, there's always going to be an argument between 11, 12, 13, 14, and that's, that's just part of it. But, no, we shouldn't be structuring this out to the point where we're saying right now, like, hey, in 2029, the Big 12 is only going to have two teams that are worthy of playing for a national title. Like, I don't know that. Dion might stay at Colorado and, you know, keep building that thing into a powerhouse, uh, you know, Look at what Utah does every year, basically. I mean, there's tons of potential for a lot of other teams to to be in very different places. Yeah, we can't do that. And maybe there are years where it is five SEC teams or five Big Ten teams. If those are five of the 12 best teams, then that's fine. But there also should be space left for years where they're not. Uh, by the way, Graham, when we text back or tweeted back and forth, and then a lot of, I guess, I guess some that followed me started asking him questions. And I asked you, I said, my God, did I keep you up late at the end of the night? And you said your, your dog kept you up. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, we, uh, my, my wife and I live on uh, about 10 acres, and uh, there were some, some coyotes kind of howling in the distance the other night. We have like a giant <laughs> – great Pyrenees who weighs like 120 pounds and thinks it's his job to you know, protect everybody so uh he heard them once and then he just was barking at, at absolutely nothing for the rest of the night like every 30 minutes so uh not not your user's fault no no that, and and you were good responding to people and then those here in the chat today when we had you on what we like to do is bring in different opinions and let our viewers and even ourselves form our own opinions based on the information, not this is what you should think. Even a few that weren't so sure they wanted to listen have said, no, but you know what? The more I listen to this guy, he's more on the same page as we are than maybe we first thought. So I'm glad we had you on, Graham. Enjoy. And uh, those Coyotes, by the way, are the group of five, the ACC, and the Big 12. You know that, right? Those are the, those are those, the Coyotes. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. Graham Coffee, dogcentral.com. This has been a Rogue Media Network production. <laughs>